Dear friends, welcome to another edition of Forum 2000 Online Chats. My name is Jessica Ludwig, and I am Director for Freedom and Democracy at the George W. Bush Institute in Dallas, Texas. Today, we are speaking with Marcel Oplieger, a Chilean writer, author, and journalist who has served as an editor at three of Chile's premier newspapers, La Tercera, La Segunda, and currently Diario Financiero. Marcel, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. It's a pleasure to speak with you too, Jessica, and thank you for having me here. Of course. In September, Chile, which is generally recognized as one of the most stable democracies in Latin America, will vote on whether to adopt a new constitution that has been drafted over the That's past right. year by a national constitutional assembly of citizens. Marcel, can you tell us what has been happening in Chile over the past few years that has prompted Chileans to pursue this major undertaking of drafting a new constitution? Well, Jessica, uh, this started in a very unexpected way. Uh, as you probably know, in October 2019, uh, because of a, of a very small hike in the public transportation price, um, there was a, a social outburst, which started a wave of social unrest and violence in the streets, um, which uh, promptly became a political crisis for the government at the time. Um, the violence got out of hand. In, in, uh, in parallel with the violence, there were also a few uh, pacific, uh, I mean, peaceful pro protests with, uh, with a couple of slogans, but it, it, it wasn't really clear what the protests were about. It was, it was mostly the, 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 the riots in the streets that prompted the government and some radical groups to look, at, look for a political solution out of that. And um, in the midst of that, in, in the midst of the violence, um, uh, some groups, uh, mostly uh, related to the left, uh, left of center parties, uh, started pushing the idea that, that um, the way out was a change in the constitution. Um, even though the few, uh, the few messages in the, in the, in the also few uh, peaceful protests had nothing to do with the constitution, but that idea caught on and, uh, and uh, there was a political agreement on November, in November of that year to have a referendum on changing the constitution um, uh, under the um, uh, message that the current constitution is the Pinochet constitution, which was enacted in 1980. That is not true at all, because that constitution has been amended uh, several times in the last, uh, well, already 30, 40 years. Actually. And in 2005, President Lagos, who is a socialist, um, enacted the last uh, few reforms in that constitution and declared it a formally democratic constitution for a democratic country. So um, the, the idea that we have today, the, the constitution that we inherited from the dictatorship, uh, it's it not true at all. Um, however, um, the message caught on, as I said, and uh, so the, the country agreed to have a referendum on to, to um, reform the constitution. That referendum was held uh, in mid-2020, and it won by an overwhelming majority. And when I say overwhelming, I mean it. It was basically 80% uh, to 20% in favor, or 78 to 22 to be exact, to reform the constitution. Uh, uh, as a result of that referendum, there was a, a, a subsequent election to, uh, to um, 
um, select a convention, a constitutional convention of 155 members. And um, that got the ball rolling. They started working uh, a year ago in, in to drafting the new constitution and they just finished the past week. And in September, we are going to have the what is called here the plebiscito de salida, which is the referendum to approve the, the constitutional draft that the convention has agreed on. And uh, we have to vote yes or no to that draft. Um, so if we accept it or if we reject it. It's not very clear what's going to happen if, if we reject it. There, there is no clear plan for that. Um, and if we approve it, if the majority approves it, uh, there have been so many changes. I'm, I'm sure you're going to ask me about that. Uh, uh, that the, actually implementing the new constitution is going to take uh, a few years. Some people are talking ten years. I, I think that's a fair summary of what has been going on in the in the last <laughs> two, couple of years. <laughs> yeah. So you just described for us what the constitutional reform process has entailed. Um, and how that the delegates were directly elected uh, by the population. Can you also tell us a bit, um, uh, maybe a little bit more about who some of these delegates are, because this seems like an incredibly complicated undertaking, and also to what degree has civil society in Chile been involved in helping inform the public um, about the Constitutional Assembly's activities or even supporting the Assembly's drafting process itself? Okay. As, uh, as you say, understanding who, who is in the convention or who was at this point because they, they finished their work uh, is crucial to understand what, what went on during the year that they were working. Um, as I mentioned, this, this idea of electing a conventional assembly was, uh, a, I'm sorry, a constitutional assembly or convention was the result of a political crisis and of social, social unrest, a very violent social unrest. And that was done in the midst of uh, a very deep disenchantment with political parties, which most people, if I might say myself included, uh, felt had, um, well, let down um, the citizens, uh, not, not, not only in this process, but in the last few years. We have, we have had a, a couple of, uh, perhaps more than a couple, ineffective governments in, uh, in the last uh, decade who have been unable or unwilling to, to um, um, make some changes in, in uh, particularly in public services such as education, health, and uh, uh, something that is deeply felt here, which is the, the pension reform. And um, um, so the, the people elected a constitution which uh, anybody could anybody could uh, uh, be a candidate, okay, for the constitution for the convention. Uh, polit political actors, uh, even even sitting uh, congressmen who had to, of, of course, leave their seats if they were elected. Uh, but it, uh, any citizen could be elected, and the the majority of the elected uh, members of the convention, in the end were private citizens, okay? The political parties were, to all practical effect, uh, left out, okay? Uh, that was, uh, it, it was really a, a very strong signal and that, that the people didn't want, uh, the citizens didn't want the political parties involved in the drafting of the constitution, okay? They were left out, as I say. So we elected uh, 155 uh, members 
who were mostly citizens, uh, with uh, a few exceptions, um, had had a prior uh, constitutional expertise or, or even legal expertise, but most of them did not. They were just private citizens with uh, um, legitimate grievances, probably, uh, uh, most of them. Uh, but who had no previous experience, uh, not only legal matters, but in participating in a complex democratic process, such as drafting a document as a constitution and, uh, and, and the debate that it entails, the, 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 the complex discussions that have to take place where when you are, uh, well, deciding on, you know, the law of the land and uh, uh, the ideological uh, profile of the convention, if, if you will, was clearly uh, left of center, uh, uh, not only independent citizens, but um, uh, a few of them or quite a few of them representing, uh, frankly, radical groups, uh, uh, very close to the Communist Party, uh, some of them, uh, close to other um, organizations with, uh, with, a, with a populist agenda. And, uh, and so that, that uh, ideological makeup, if you will, uh, permeated the whole discussion. So that's who the the that's the convention that uh, actually uh, set up on the, the task of drafting the constitution. It was um, very very ideologically uh, marked on the on the left to the left. And, 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 and to what degree has civil society um, been able to help support? this process and um, help engage the public as well as um, support and, you know, perhaps provide resources for members of the uh, Constitutional Assembly? Well, in regards uh, to informing about the process, I would say quite a lot. The, the media have, have been uh, uh, following the process closely the, the, the past year. Uh, we have been able to see the, the convention at work uh, the discussion of the, the debates in the different commissions, um, the debates and also the non-debates, as I say, because of this ideological makeup and this uh, lack of expertise in, in democratic process, uh, some commissions just, uh, they understood that the majority in, in effect had uh, a free hand to impose their will. So minority members in most commissions were left out. They were, they were not heard. Uh, and those members tended to be right of center. center. Uh, so those opinions were not incorporated in the process. And, uh, but, but all of that was informed. So we knew what was happening. The citizenry knew what was happening through the media, through the work of the members themselves who were very vocal, um, uh, quite a number of them in uh, reporting about their work to the media and through um, uh, the social media also. Um, so it was a very, I would say a pretty well, uh, it was a transparent process. Uh, it was open to the public. We, we could see what was going on, uh, what was being discussed and, and how it was being discussed. As to an influence in the process itself, uh, uh, there was, I would say, close to none. Um, if I may give you an example, there was a, a mechanism called... Um, um, Iniciativas Populares, which was, uh, which was a way for the citizenry, once the, con the, the convention started working, uh, to, uh, to gather uh, signatures to, um, 
uh, to uh, make the constitution discuss certain issues, for example, pension reform or, uh, or health or security issues like that. And, uh, um, and those, those initiatives, those popular initiatives were simply ignored by the constitutional members. They, they were not taken into account and they decided that, that their agenda was the one that had to be discussed uh, uh, and, and printed in the draft. Um, and so civil society just expressed their voice, but that voice was roundly uh, ignored. I could say that. So you described how uh, initially there was overwhelming support. It, it sounded like 80% to 20% yes. um, for the constitutional reform process itself. Um, but it also, you know, from some of the public opinion polls that have, uh, at least that internationally we, we've seen reported, um, seem to suggest that there's more mixed opinions uh, about oh, yeah. the actual language of the constitution itself. Um, you know, just reflecting on this a little bit, it seems like on the one hand, Chile's constitutional reform process opened up this great space for, for public debate around a number of issues uh, where Chilean citizens feel that democracy has perhaps underperformed or maybe should have been providing something different. But on the other hand, it seems like the constitutional process has also revealed some very tense divisions within Chilean civil or Chilean society um, writ large that are likely to persist uh, whether or not Chileans vote to adopt uh, the draft constitution in September. Looking ahead, I'm really curious if you see a path forward politically that could bridge these divides and um, you know, maybe if we were just blue skying this, what would such an agenda for policymakers and political leaders look like that, that could do um, or accomplish um, such a well, a more constructive uh, agenda? Sure, sure. J just be before talking about that agenda, I would like to say this. Uh, there has been, in fact, uh, a remarkable shift of opinion regarding the work of the constitution. That 80, 80 to 20 majority in favor of re reforming the constitution has now turned in the most recent polls uh, to a 60-40 in favor of rejecting the draft. Okay, there, there, are, there is now a majority of people, of course, the, the, the referendum is two, so about a couple of more months away, so things could change. But now a clear majority of, of the citizens are rejecting the draft because they feel not only uh, this ideological process or makeup that I've described, which has radicalized the debate, but that the members of the convention, this majority that I, I told you about, has understood that their work was not to improve the current constitution, but to completely refund the country. Okay, so they've they have upended the 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 whole institutional uh, uh, basis of the country. They have reformed the political system, the, the, the institutional system, the territorial distribution. Uh, they have, they propose to eliminate the Senate, for example. They have created a new chamber, which is a regional chamber whose powers are not very clear. They have created uh, different uh, justice system for the indigenous people. That is a very strong, um, uh, trend inside the convention to, to, to give the indigenous peoples um, not just recognition, but a separate institutional framework, okay? Uh, 
So, so the draft is a very radicalized version of a refounding of the country. If, if I may quote a, a couple of experts, constitutional experts uh, who have been in the media recently, one of them said this, this constitutional draft sends us back to the 17th century to the 17th century, it's going backwards in time. It's not a modern constitution. And another one compared it to the Bolivian constitution, which was, uh, as you know, uh, implemented and approved under Evo Morales, whom we know his political agenda. And the, and the Chilean draft is, is, uh, is practically a copy of that constitution, of the Bolivian constitution. So. Uh, well, it tells you a lot of, of this radicalization process. You know, uh, I, I don't want to, to qualify the Bolivian constitution, whether it is good or bad, but it's a constitution for Bolivia and for Bolivians. The Chilean constitution should take into account the Chilean reality, Chilean history, and the Chilean uh, political situation. It does not. It pretends, uh, it purports to be um, a refounding of the country and its uh, institutional framework. Uh, as to, you, you ask me what should be the political agenda uh, to in the future, after after the referendum. Yeah, one that it's would really, help. It's really hard to tell. Mm -hmm. Because, um, well, if the draft is approved, is if this radical constitution is approved, it, it's going to take a lot of work to put it into effect. And it's going to take a long time. And it's going to be, I'm sure, a very uh, a very complex and conflicting process. It's there's going to be uh, probably a, a, um, uh, again a reenacting on, of social on, on, on arrest and possibly political violence, and, um, and and if it is rejected, even more so, because there is as of this moment there is no clear uh, plan or there is no trajectory set out for what will happen if we reject this draft. I mean, what, what's, do we, are we going to call a new convention? Are we going to stick to the one we have now, which clearly the majority of the people do not want. I mean, the, the, the will, the desire to change the current constitution remains. I want to make that clear. Most of the people would like to change, would like to see the constitution reformed and improved. They are just rejecting the draft that the convention has proposed, has put forward because they think it's, it's a radical text uh, that does a lot of damage uh, because of the reasons I've said and because it, uh, the, um, the grievances that the, the Chilean people have now are, if you look at them, are not constitutional related, constitution related. They, they have to do with public health, with public education, with reforming uh, the pension system. Those are not constitutional matters. Those are matters that are discussed in the law and addressed through public policy. And, and what the, the draft does is to, to uh, give those matters a constitutional uh, framework. And, and the solution it proposes is to make the state, to, to, to make the, state the, the guarantor of that. And basically it expands the state you know, it really, well, widely, okay? Uh, it eliminates basically uh, private education it eliminates also uh, pub, uh, private health. So uh, all of those things that the that Chileans are unhappy about now, which are responsibility of the state, you know, public education, public health, uh, this draft wants the state to solve them. 
So now we're going to have more public education and more public health in a state that doesn't have the resources to address those issues. So uh, I don't see how this is going to be, uh, this is going to solve any problem at all. Uh, what, what I fear and what apparently a majority of my countrymen feel is that it's going to worsen those problems. So just maybe perhaps another way to put what, what I've heard you say is that there are some very real challenges that Chilean democracy is facing, but perhaps uh, an alternative venue for trying to address some of these would be through the policymaking process rather than yes. um, such a, a profound uh, and, and complex process as uh, perhaps putting all of these Absolutely. into constitutional reform. Absolutely. The political process and Congress. Uh, Chile is, an, is a developing country, is an underdeveloped country, is a poor country, and um, it has the problems that every poor country has. You know, uh, which are not addressed through having uh, the state solve everything clearly. Yeah. Well, Marcel, thank you again for taking the time to speak with me today. I thank you for the opportunity. I'm sorry to have painted up such a bleak picture, uh, but I'm afraid uh, that's the state of the matter now. Um, well, I would also like to thank our friends at Forum 2000 for inviting both of us to join today's conversation. Please tune it's been into a pleasure Forum. talking to you. Yes, thank you. Please tune into Forum 2000's YouTube channel to find more online chats with leading thinkers and democracy activists from around the world.